Well, I don't know if you had Zach Crawley scoring a potential series-defining runner ball 190 odd, or did you? I didn't, certainly. And doesn't that just sum up the Ashes series? Test after test, day after day, almost over after over, something seemingly outrageous captivates us yet again. So with England leading by 67 runs with Brooke and Stokes at the crease, can they put themselves in a winning position before any inclement weather spoils the fun? Uh, Stephen Schimmel is uh, the chief cricket writer for the BBC, and uh, we are privileged to have him uh, take our calls uh, this late in the evening, particularly uh, English time. Uh, Stephen, thank you so much for this. Uh, listen, Zach Crawley, um, man, uh, Brennan, Brennan McCullum has shown the faith in this fellow, and he's finally delivered big time. Uh, delivered, and how, Ian? It was about a year ago that um, Brendan McCullum spoke to reporters, and he said to us, don't worry about Zach Crawley being a consistent cricketer. We think he can win test matches for England. And he might have done that today at the most crucial stage of the Ashes series. It was always likely to be such a vital day. England did such a good job with the ball on day one at Old Trafford. And we turned up today thinking, look, we know there's weather at the weekend. How are England going to go about it with the bat? Are they going to go too hard too soon, knowing that they've got to try and get ahead of the game? And also knowing that if they fall in a heap, the urn's gone. But Crawley played the most sublime innings. He paced it beautifully. Came through a really tricky spell before lunch with Moe and Ali, where they both had a little bit of luck, but both played with calmness and composure. And then after lunch, it was some of the most scintillating stroke play you could ever see. I think he went from 50 to 100 in 26 balls. Um, he was driving, he was waltzing down the pitch to whip through the leg side. He slog sweeping Travis Head into the stand. 93 ball century. Only Gilbert Jessup and Ian Botham have made faster Ashes hundreds for England. Second fastest test uh, ton against anyone by an England opener. It was a real, real treat to watch him back today. Well supported by Moen Ali and Joe Root. And it, it took a bit of bad luck to get him out as well. A bit of a shooter from Cameron Green when he chopped mm -hmm. onto the stumps. And he got a wonderful ovation when he when he left the field at Old Trafford because everyone knew that they'd seen something really special. So a healthy uh, over, overnight lead. Uh, they take uh, to the pillow tonight, England. They wake up tomorrow morning with Brooke and Stokes to begin. And they are two players that can score very quickly and take Australia out very quickly. Yeah, what was interesting, um, the way that Brooke and Stokes played um, the last 11 overs or so because you might have thought England have been on the charge here who better to pick up that attack than Harry Brook and Ben Stokes but they were actually really careful in making sure they made it to the close and setting up a platform for which who knows what they could do in the morning I suspect there'll be some very nervous Australian bowlers going to bed tonight wondering what Brook and Stokes might do first thing in the morning because as you've alluded to we've got this really awful weather forecast i'm a local to manchester and wouldn't it just be typical if the manchester rain spoils england's ashes bid here but what zach crawley said tonight was the quickest way for us to win is to bat once now england have got a lead of what 70 runs they could have yeah. a lead of 200 by lunch tomorrow. Then they stick Australia in and they try them, try to bowl them out and win in three, three and a bit days.
Well, I mean, it would be a great shame if the weather did intervene because I think everyone's just crying out for an oval decider. But uh, what about uh, Australia? Um, OK, that, clearly they would have played Nathan Lyon and Nathan Lyon would have been a bit more of a factor. But did they still make a mistake in not showing the faith in a, in a genuine spinner? I've been absolutely stunned by um, Australia's approach in this game, Ian. And that point was made to Pat Cummins um, before the match started when he said that they were considering leaving Todd Murphy out. He said, well, if Nathan Lyon was here, he plays, doesn't he? You'll know that Old Trafford has a reputation for taking turn. I think it's nine out of the last test fivers there have been taken by spin bowlers. And Cummins says, you know what? You're not really comparing apples with apples there. They took the defensive option of picking Mitchell Marsh and Cameron Green in the same side. They lengthened their batting order. They saw the weather and thought, if we can get out of Old Trafford with a draw, then the urn is ours. And it was so telling today that Travis Head was bowling his part-time off-breaks in the 23rd over of the England innings. Um, not only that, but they were completely frazzled by the way England batted. Pat Cummins had an awful day. He was out first ball of the morning to James Anderson. He dropped two catches and his tactic seemed to change on a whim. Sometimes two or three plans in and over, following the ball, scattering the fielders to all parts of Manchester. And I think what the most... Um, telling part of the day was you'll know this um when a team has a bad day at the end of the day they send out a coach to speak to the media they never send a player they always send a coach so australia sent daniel vittori to face the reporters this evening um their spin bowling coach and he was sitting just along from the old trafford honors board which bears his name for the fifa that he took um for the black caps there some years ago and you had vittori next to the honours board where he's bowled so well explaining why Australia had left Todd Murphy out. Just one of those mistakes that Australia have made and they really could pay for it because they looked absolutely flattened when they dragged themselves off Old Trafford this evening. Chris Wokes has made a different... Uh, uh, he's really uh, been a, a factor. Another five-wicket haul for him. Yeah, and his first in Ashes cricket, and there will not be a more popular um, fifer or achievement in the England dressing room than Chris Wokes doing well in this Ashes test match. He's always been the bridesmaid of English cricket, Chris Wokes, an all-rounder always in the shadow of Ben Stokes. I mean, most cricketers are in Ben Stokes' shadow. He made his test debut all the way back in 2013, the last match of a series that England had already won against the Australians. Didn't to do particularly well wasn't seen again for quite a while. Two test matches later, Ben Stokes makes his test debut, makes the all-rounder spot his own. And from then on, England have always trying to figure out what the best thing to do with Chris Wokes is. Can he bat at number seven? Is he part of a three-man pace attack? His record in England is outstanding. It's comparable to Jimmy Anderson and Stuart Broad. Um, and he was brought back into this um, Ashes series at Headingley when England realised they needed a five-man attack because Ben Stokes' knee wasn't allowing him to bowl. He played a crucial part there, runs of wickets. He scored the winning runs um, on the fourth day. And then here, on the first day at Old Trafford, he was by far the most threatening of the England bowlers. He bowled the fullest length. He got the ball to move. He had four wickets on the first day. 
came back on day two. I think it was his fourth ball of the day that he had Josh Hazelwood nicking to second slip, only to mm. find that he'd been he'd overstepped by you know a really really tiny margin. And he thought, oh no, is that Chris Wokes's Ashes five for gone? But a couple of hours later, Hazelwood edges in the direction of third slip, and Wokes was able to celebrate. He led the team off, and you could just tell how pleased the whole England team were for him. Well, it's been an amazing series so far, uh, Stephen. I, I seriously uh, hope that your Manchester weather doesn't kick in <clears throat> over this weekend because it's crying out for the Oval, isn't it? Absolutely. And the way that England have batted today, they've got themselves ahead of the game. Um, and as I said, by lunchtime tomorrow, they could have a lead um, 150-200 and give themselves a real chance to go at the Australians tomorrow. The forecast for Saturday and Sunday is awful, but you will know that realistically it takes a, a huge amount of rain to wipe out two full days of test cricket. Um, so England probably don't need to worry too much about the weekend just yet. They play the way they play in the morning. They score quickly anyway, but then they'll have a real chance to go at the Australians tomorrow afternoon and evening with that Manchester crowd behind them possibly an extra half hour as well at the end of the day if it goes really well for England. But they have played the conditions perfectly. We thought that 317 that Australia made was about par. England have shown it to be anything but. They could have in excess of 500 tomorrow, then really putting the screws on an Australia team that is really, really under the pump. Absolutely brilliant. Uh, thanks for summarising that for us uh, perfectly, uh, Stefan. Uh, let's hope uh, everything plays ball and uh, we can continue to watch great cricket. Thanks very much for staying up for us. Uh, we really do appreciate it. Yeah, speak to you soon.